Before we get to our guest, I want to talk about our NOAA subscription. CD Media is not just a local news company. We're not just a military company. We're not even just a national company. CDM is a global news organization that has reporters from the Middle East to Eastern Europe to the Balkans to Asia to Latin America to the United States. Put us in your daily scan and get the news, tip of the spear news from around the world. I know that people don't like ads, however. They don't like pop-up ads on their phone. They don't like to see ads on the websites. But you know what? We have to make money. Seriously, we have to support ourselves, and that's one of the ways we do it. However, if you don't like ads, you can sign up for our NOAD subscription. And guess what? You get access to our dozen newspapers around the world, our dozen news organizations, and you get access to all this quality, high-quality content. So, so give us a few bucks, sign up for your NOAD subscription, and you'll get access to all of the sites with a block on the ads, and you'll be very happy. And now let's get to our guest. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We have interviewed Commander Rob Green, who is an active duty naval officer as we speak months back, but he's back. Welcome back to the show, Rob. Thanks, Todd. It's an honor to be here with you again. So for people who may not know your story, and I'm sure there's a lot of them, give us the elevator pitch of who you are and why you're here and why you wrote this book. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So um, I was uh, active duty um, EXO executive officer in charge of uh, 650 uh, people in a maritime security squadron. And uh, that's that's what I was doing when the mandate went down. Um, you know, myself and, and so many other service members realized that we could not go along with this. Uh, we reported up to our chain of command all the problems that we saw. And we quickly realized that they were going to follow the whim of politics uh, and put their own careers first. Uh, and so so many of us did not go along. And uh, ultimately, I was fired for that position. So you're talking about the vaccine mandate, right, Rob? I mean, this is the the military demanding soldiers take the vax who may not have wanted it, correct? That's, that's absolutely right. And it's not just the vaccine itself, but mm -hmm. so many of the other uh, protective measures they put in place were used as coercion. Um, you know, and, and then ultimately, of course, they were threatened. So many of us threatened with court martials, uh, with dishonorable discharges, things like that. Uh, before we were able to push back and, and get them to back down from some of those positions. So um, it's been quite the fight. Um, you know, and after I was fired, I was uh, held at home for seven months. The only duty calling in, uh, they eventually stopped even taking those calls. So wow. uh, it's, it's been a very interesting time. And, you know, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm back, I'm back to work. Uh, the Navy did not know what to do with us as they were trying to process us out. And that's the point which we got the first injunction. Uh, expanded to a class-wide injunction for the Navy, the Air Force, the Space Force, the Marine Corps followed suit. Um, so they were only successful in kicking uh, 
you know, probably shy of 10,000 folks out, destroying and, you know, hurting and harming their own readiness uh, right. to push this political agenda. But at this point, so many of us are back to work and now we've uh, taken on the fight uh, to try to get some of those people back to try to repair these harms because it's it's more than just those kicked out. There are a significant number of harms that have to be repaired. So that's that's the ongoing fight. And, you know, I'm hearing reports and there's so much news out there. It's hard to filter through. But there's a lot of persecution still going on in, in the force. Right. I mean, that's, against, a, that's actually yeah, right. Yeah. Do you know so, much about that or? I do. Uh, so I still have service members coming to me, um, you know, partly because I've been as public as I have been. You know, folks figure out how, how to you know, get a hold of me and I'm able to connect them to other support networks. Um, you know, but I, I know a, a service member uh, who they are trying to get to repay forty thousand uh, dollars of a bonus that he received for for doing three years uh, duty as a department head. But they fired him from that department head position for executing, uh, exercising his own. First Amendment rights. Uh, And so when constitutional rights don't uh, apply to service members, we have a big problem. Uh, So they're still perpetrating harms even to this day. And there was one case of I forget her name and it was she was overseas and she got put in the brig and just some really horrific stuff. So you're at the point where you want to expose a lot of this. Tell about your tell us about your efforts to do that. You're you're taking a big risk because you're on active duty. In uh, most people who don't know about the military, that that's a big deal because you're still under UCMJ, so you have to be very careful how you do it. So tell us about what you're doing and 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 what the strategy is. Yeah. So since since the beginning, um, we've identified that uh, that you know there's unlawfulness going on, right? Uh, we were given an unlawful order, uh, orders that uh, violate our First Amendment rights, orders that violate our Fifth and Sixth Amendment rights. Um, and so I have an obligation under my oath to disobey unlawful orders. Uh, and as part of that, it's, it's not just to disobey for myself, but I need as a senior officer, I need to stand up and set example and try to protect those who are also going through this. So part of the avenue was to go on the offensive. Um, I did that internally at first, filed complaints against senior leaders, three star, and four star admirals. Um, I'm in the Navy. I would have loved to help the, the other services and file mm-hmm. against some of their leaders, but I can only reach who I can reach. So we were right. fighting back against senior Navy leadership um, and it fell on deaf ears. Uh, even the IG complaints, hundreds of them uh, going to the to the NAV IG and the DOD IG. Uh, that's the Naval Inspector General uh, and the DOD Inspector General. Uh, those were dismissed out of hand. No explanation, no justification. Uh, they did not dig in. They were essentially executing a cover-up. So at this point, um, you know, I, I decided, hey, we have to get the American people involved. We tried to do internal. We tried to bring this to their attention. Uh, and only thing we got back was retribution and retaliation. Uh, so the next thing was, uh, you know, going to, uh, you know, media uh, entities, uh, great uh, organizations like your own and mm-hmm. others to try to get the word out Um and, uh, you know, and, and you probably know this better than, than, than most, but, you know, censorship plays a heavy hand uh, in our ability to reach the masses and wake them up. Uh, so true. I elected to write a book. And, and luckily, Skyhorse and Children's Health Defense got behind it. Uh, to- Tony Lyons has done a great job in, uh, in helping, uh, you know, me get the military word out um, through the book. And, uh, and it's, uh, that's where we're at right now is, is trying to make sure that these stories of harm uh, the stories of the legal uh, aspects behind what happened, uh, they get out to the American people to wake them up. 
So I'm going to bring the book on now. It's called Defending the Constitution Behind Enemy Lines, A Story of Hope for Those Who Love Liberty. So uh, you can buy it at Skyhorse and obviously on all retailers uh, online. And we would highly encourage our audience to do that because, you know, there's been a lot of books out, but this is one that is really special because it it is uh, fighting while you're still on active duty. So I find that quite fascinating. You've been on a lot of shows out there recently. You're you're in demand. What's been the reaction uh, from other you know, media organizations? So a lot of support, um, a lot of support from those who are willing to um, take some risk for those who are willing to defend the First Amendment rights of all Americans um, mm-hmm. from, you know, the, the media entities that seem to uh, want to tow the, the narratives and continue to push propaganda. Uh, we have not gotten as much support. I mean, I, I submitted an op-ed uh, just a day and a half ago to mm-hmm. Fox News mm-hmm. uh, talking about the book, naming names, uh, which I'll do in this show with you, naming names of those who broke the law at the senior military, you know, three and four star level. Um, and, you know, I just got a, a pretty uh, curt response back saying, I, I'm sorry, after careful review, uh, we can't go forward with this. So um, wow. they're unwilling to you know, go against the narrative. And that's, that's very disappointing, but it's why it makes your work so incredibly important because we are still getting word out there through, yes. through you and others with, uh, with courage, uh, you know, executing good journalistic integrity. Talk to us about those officers. You know, I've had a, a lot of discussions with senior officers who are retired and they, they say they've spoken to other officers and they say, well, we're just doing what we're told or, uh, you know, what happens with my troops is is between them and not me. And I'm just, you know, following orders. And what can I do? I mean, but what do you hear from the active flag ranks? I mean, are they just all corrupt or are they all cucked? I mean, what 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 is going on in your opinion? I cannot speak to any individual you know, admiral mm-hmm. or general and, and what their intentions are. But I can mm-hmm. tell you that many of them broke the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll start with the current vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Christopher Grady. I've been in the Navy for some time and I've received hundreds of orders in my career, hundreds of orders. The very first unlawful order that I've ever received came under the authority of Admiral Christopher Grady. I was directed not to attend religious services, indoor religious services. So a direct violation of my First Amendment constitutional rights. um, And I knew I could not go along. Uh, So, you know, I was directed to sign a document saying I will abide by the following and you know on the list of things that uh, we were banned from doing was indoor religious services uh, so I knew that um, you know I could not do that I could not sign it I asked for the editable version of that document and changed it to I acknowledge the following order mm-hmm. um, you know essentially daring my chain of command to prosecute me uh, for exercising my first amendment rights uh, and you know l- little did we know uh, that was a couple of years before you know, the FBI is, you know, doing just such sort of things, you know, targeting uh, what they call radical traditional Catholics uh, and, you know, complete lawlessness within uh, the federal government uh, going after folks that don't lean their political way. Um, But it's not about politics for us in the service. It's about the law. We want our leaders to follow the law. uh, And and that's what we're doing here, making sure that they understand that they hear from us. We're going to the American people to wake them up. What's been the react? Do you have any um, feedback from the American people? I mean, obviously the people around you, but 
Joe Blow on the street, Joe Bag of Donuts? What, what do you hear from him? When they do hear our story, uh, it's a ton of support. Uh, the problem is getting mm-hmm. the story to them. So, you know, I'd ask, you, you know, your audience to help us spread the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that uh, they get this book into as many hands as possible. And we had a, a team of uh, service members. You know, they found this book very powerful. You know, I tie in stories mm-hmm. of the founding fathers in every chapter mm-hmm. that uh, that's similar to something that we've going through recently. And so they're walking these copies of the book down the halls of Congress and handing them out to, to congressmen and women that they see uh, and talking to them about it. Uh, and so this this is really important that we wake folks up and make sure that they know that those who went along with unlawfulness, you know, you talk about just following orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I discuss that in the book, chapter eight. Um, you know, th- there's a there's a thing in the Navy called the ensign shrug. And I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase before, but the ensign no. is the it's the lowest officer, you know, regular officer rank in the Navy, the ensign uh, in right. 01. Right. They know so, pretty yeah. much nothing. Uh, you know, and so they uh, they're usually brought under the wing of a, of a chief petty officer, a good deck plate leader to teach them something. Well, while they're learning um, and before they know what to do or how to do it or how to lead, uh, there's typically the thing called the instant shrug. And it basically when they're faced with stuff they don't know, you typically see the instant shrug asking for help. And so, um, you know, we saw this across the force, but at the very senior level. And it wasn't about them not knowing anything so much as it was about them having a, an odd combination of trust and fear. They trusted the leaders above them, but they also feared looting, losing what they had earned. And so that combination led them to um, you know, mindlessly repeating the same refrain, I'm just following orders. Mm-hmm. Well, that did not work for those who were tried at Nuremberg, the Nazis for their war crimes. It won't work now. And so I've come to, to call that I'm just following orders for frame, the Nuremberg Shrug. It's chapter eight of the book, the Nuremberg Shrug. Wow. So, you know, Sound of Freedom has been a fantastic uh, catalyst to spread awareness of child sex trafficking. You know, I guess maybe we could get your book to do the same thing for this issue and be kind of a call to action nationwide or even worldwide for to fight against this medical tyranny because it's it's everywhere. So how? Tell us more about the book. How did you structure it? What's in there? And uh, why should people read it? Yeah, so I open with, uh, with what the Constitution means for those who swear an oath to it. Um, and, and the Constitution does two main things. First, it establishes the form of our government. And second, and more importantly, it enshrines individual rights. It makes sure that it limits that government in order to make individual constitutional rights have primacy. And so what we are seeing now is so many of us, and I didn't understand this either, um, but early on, I would think of, uh, you know, we take a, an oath to uh, support and defend the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. And I would think of the domestic enemy as your Timothy McVeigh's. It's right. always, um, you know, some kind of terrorist attack. It's something that, that you know, police thwart it if it's domestic and we thwart it if it's foreign. Um, but that's. The, the domestic threat is much more insidious than that. And I've only learned this recently. Yeah. But the, the domestic threat, have. right. The, the, the domestic threat is that threat which wants to encroach upon your individual liberties. And so yes. as service members, we have to be very careful that what the DOD is putting out and the orders that they're giving, they're, they're given to us, do not encroach upon individual liberties. And they have gotten away with this for a very long time because. Uh, everyone defers to the Department of Defense and they hide behind 
the, the national security refrain. But frankly, the encroachments of federal power into every aspect of our lives at this point has gone way, way too far, and we must push it back. And it's going to begin with the military pushing back on, uh, on the DOD encroaching on the individual freedoms of service members. Well, yeah, and they, you're exactly right. You know, I remember when uh, I was stationed in Alaska and, and a young woman was pushing back against something her boss did, and they, they put her in a mental institution for like six months. I mean, the, the abuses are, are astounding. And the, the U.S. public has had such trust of the military for so long that it's shocking for them to realize that we're in a place now where the senior leadership exists, or at least is not what it used to be. What would what, you tell a young, uh, you know, second lieutenant ensign that's coming in the force right now? How, how to deal with what may be, you know, not so great leadership? Well, we have to have a historical view of, of this mm-hmm. or they're not going to be able to fight against what they're seeing. So we, we have to, and that's what I do with the book, you know, immediately after discussing the Constitution, the oath, and what it means, I open mm-hmm. with the founding fathers, what mm-hmm. they went through, why they did yes. what they did, and how they sacrificed everything. And then every chapter opens with a quote from a founding father and ties in what the founding fathers went through with what service members are going through now. Mm. So that's what a brand new, uh, either enlisted or officer, uh, to the military needs to understand. They need to have this historical context because we are not very different right now than what our founding fathers went through in the early 1760s uh, through, yeah. the, you know, the early 1800s. It was, you know, it was, you know, and that, at that point, British encroachment into every aspect of their lives. And I, and I like to share this, uh, the Third Amendment. Now, the Third Amendment mm-hmm. has almost never been, and I'll, I'll back up a second. The Third Amendment is uh, is stopping the, uh, the government from housing uh, troops in individual yes. homes. It's, it's against the Quartering Act, right? Well, the British had asserted a right to, um, to house their troops in individual homes. And so the response from the founding fathers was the Third Amendment. So if you want to talk about medical freedom rights, um, you know, my assertion is that, you know, we're at this point now where we have no other retreat. You know, they felt the same way back then. There's no further line of retreat if right. they're coming into my home. Well, for us, it's our own bodily integrity that's under attack. And we have no Great further point. retreat. If the founding fathers had the British chasing them down with medical treatments that they didn't want or need, you better believe they would have established a, a right, an individual medical freedom right, so that that could not happen. And so that's where we're at right now. We need to fight for our individual medical freedoms, our individual rights in this area to make our own decisions, not the federal government. Fantastic, Rob. Is there anything else people need to know about the book? Uh, yeah, the, the most important thing, I think, is that we tie in stories of service members, the, the human interest stories, into almost every chapter. Uh, we talk about those who were harmed physically. We talk about those who were held from their families for extended periods of time for no reason. There's a story of of one service member who had retirement orders in hand. All they had to do was let him go to his family. Uh, you know, he, his family was already in Texas waiting for him, and he was up in, in Rhode Island. And they held him there for eight months, no risk to the Navy, to send him home, to let him execute the orders already approved, already in his hand, but as a coercive measure, as a, 
um, a vindictive measure, they didn't send him home. There's these stories throughout the book, some truly tragic, some related to suicide, um, that, you know, the American people need to hear. Our leaders allowed this to happen. Our leaders pushed a political agenda and they harmed service members to do it. And so we need to wake up or it's going to happen again. For sure. In so many ways throughout our institutions. So this is the book, again, Defending the Constitution. You can find it everywhere. I guess the best place to order it direct is Skyhorse Publishing. Um, and fantastic, Rob. Thanks for coming on. And uh, maybe as we get further into your story, we will have you back. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much, Todd. Really grateful uh, for everything you're doing. Take care.